0: Took 12 years later for the fbi to finally come down to him so you hear any stories soon about the uh, la city council uh, corruption scandal where there's a council member who actually took cash bribes you spend all your disposable money you got no savings account you're vulnerable for any any disaster especially like that where people people are 400 dollars away from homelessness all right what's
1: going on ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode of Emory tv or vision paradox tv today i got Uh, today's a slightly different episode. Uh, this is actually a Uh, a podcast uh, or a video that I've been wanting to do. But considering that the LA stay-at-home orders have been extended through July, for me, better safe than sorry. And I might as well, you know, get over the excuses of trying to make it look a certain way and just get it done. Because I think the content, especially now, the things that I think Alvin can share with you guys, he's a financial advisor. I'll let him introduce himself in a bit. And I've learned a lot from this man. I think right now it was a lot of people scared and hesitant of where the economy is going, how to handle their own personal finances. I think it's an appropriate time to have this man on the show and share his point of view and uh, from his, you know, many years of experience of like handling many people's finances and even his own, like I think it, now is the perfect time and effort to have him, have him on and share his thoughts. And yeah, so um, take the take the mic, so to speak, the proverbial mic, Alvin, and uh, introduce yourself and yeah, let the people know. Well, great. Thanks for
0: having me, M.R. And uh, pleasure talking to everybody that follows you and uh, really fascinated by your stuff and all your videos and your dancing and <laughs> creative uh... Audiovisual technique skills, stuff that uh, did, I had but could never emulate. So, who knows? You just can just
1: to get, I, I appreciate you. Just, just in give context, we, me and Alvin and I used to work together. We worked on his YouTube and all that stuff to, uh, for his company, Strategic Choices. So, which oh, which is rocking the shirt. He's rocking. Yeah, you need somebody. Hire Emory He's great, man. He
0: knows stuff. Uh, knows the right angle and so forth. But yeah, today's topic is about is about money. Money, you know. Someone once said that uh, money isn't everything, but it's up there with oxygen.
1: <laughs> That's a really good one. I've never heard that it's there. Up there with oxygen yeah i mean money, so,
0: yeah. right and, and you know um the reality is uh, we live in a time where you know especially now and it's, it's gotten worse i think over the last 30 years we live in a time where we we need more money to buy more stuff i wanted to use another word but let's just use stuff and
1: you can curse in this i don't know but i, I don't know if you if that's going to be representative of how you want to show your brand but cursing's allowed on my
0: show oh, <laughs> great, great. don't feel free to be more relaxed here so yeah no no so uh right? But let's talk about it in in a nutshell, but a little bit about me. Um, I I have my office here in South Pasadena. I'm a fiduciary financial advisor and an insurance agent, general agent. So basically uh, what I do is I help people with investment. Uh, I'm a fiduciary advisor, so maybe I could explain that a little later, Uh, So, which is good for people to know the difference between the two. Mm -hmm. And insurance as well for people, uh, not insurance for inanimate objects like a car or house or anything like that. I want to be in the service of helping people with health insurance, Medicare, long-term care, uh, life insurance, retirement planning, anything to help people. And there's insurance or investments involved. That's what I uh, decided to do with my life. Um, I'm an advisor. I didn't I wasn't born to be this, you know, this is not who I just fell into because somebody invited me 12 years ago to a meeting to learn learn about financial services and become a financial advisor. Mm. Growing up in the greater East LA area, uh, my mom's an immigrant from Mexico, we we grew up low income, and I never had a financial advisor knock on my door, so I had no clue what they were. Just what you used, you know, Wall Street and Morgan Stanley and all these things. Uh, But most of my life prior to that, I worked in in, uh, politics and nonprofits and helping people. I actually worked for a U.S. Congress member. I worked in Washington, D.C., Uh, back in the early 90s. I was actually in D.C. getting drunk when Bill Clinton was elected. (laughs) 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 i like to celebrate back then. Uh, And then I worked for county supervisor, L.A. County supervisor, Gloria Molina. I worked in the city council, but I quit after one year because the person I worked for... he, he, I just lost faith in him because I got to discover who he really was. That was about twelve years ago, and uh, he's now being uh, close to being indicted by the FBI. So, holy I feel- crap! Trying <laughs> to tell people this guy is not Mister Nice Guy. He's uh, he's not a nice guy. And uh, it took twelve years later for the FBI to finally come down to him. So, if you hear any stories soon about the uh, LA City Council uh, corruption scandal, where there's a council member who actually took cash bribes. Uh, in the neighborhood of $400,000. Wow. To build one of those sky, skyscrapers in downtown LA. So, yeah. And, and actually, the, 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 I read yesterday the LA Times, a third person um, confessed, or rather, uh, that guilty to also bribing them. So the FBI is getting all its ducks in order to go after this guy. Jesus. His name is Jose Weezar. Just throw it out.
1: There. Oh my God.
0: Yeah, I worked for him. We've been friends for years ago and I never really thought much of him, but uh, he got elected. I wanted to help him out to be a council member. Then I started realizing he's not the guy I thought he was.
1: Yeah, I saw that. I saw the name everywhere.
0: (laughs) So that actually, that that whole experience told me to get out of politics and then that's when I said, well, what do I do? Do I go into real estate? Do I start my own business? And uh, someone said, hey, take a look at financial services. I'm like, sure, why not? And then I I got to like it and I got my licenses. And then 2008 hit where a lot of people lost money.
1: Mm, yeah, A
0: lot. And uh, I had one client, for instance, uh, he wasn't my client, but uh, it was a friend of the husband of one of my friends. He worked for Loyola Marymount University, worked for different universities. He saved $1.2 million in his 401k over 32 years. He was planning on retiring at the age of 62. He was now 60 and a half, but took him 32 years to save $1.2 million. He lost $500,000 $500, in a matter of a few months in 2000. Jesus Christ. One third of his portfolio, actually almost uh, about 35%, 40% of his portfolio. Lost it like that. And uh, it got me thinking, you know what? Um, and he was paying Morgan Stanley about $30,000 a year to manage his account. Do you believe that?
1: Jesus. That's, a, that, that's, yeah.
0: That's where, you know, coming from a, a low-income community, I consider myself a progressive person. I want to see justice and equality. Uh, I never really was a good fan of Wall Street. Uh, but you know it's it's a needed necessity so uh, i'll talk a little bit about how you can be involved in wall street with integrity mm. if you have those beliefs that are you're just not a big fan of wall street how can you do that so there, there is the worst ways to do that
1: yeah there, there, there's a lot of huge belief in, in that like the the corporations or people in wall street are just trying to like um what's the term i think crony capitalism they're trying like these all these companies are just trying to you know influence the government to favor their way instead right. of like you know in, instead of the true traditional capitalism where if your business sucks it's just should fail, but they're trying to buy the trying to buy the politics out. So,
0: like I, I, consider myself uh, progressive. Uh, I actually I felt like I was a progressive before the term progressive came along because uh, <laughs> back in UCLA in the nineties in the late eighties I was uh, I was a political science scientist major and that's mm. you, and that's why I wanted to get involved in politics to change the world and I think I yeah. changed maybe not the world but I made some changes in my world in my community. Yeah. But I did see a lot of you know problems with the, what's going on. So I. I I believe in capitalism and i believe in in i don't want to say call it socialism but it's social responsibility mm,
1: that's a good way of put that, um, putting yeah. it yeah and the people yeah people have labeled it put such a dirty like like a negative connotation to it i mean when and where there are some countries that have made a work yeah it's
0: just it's about being socially responsible to the to those that are the weak community right and yeah. Bible, you know uh, to, to help the your brother the, the weakest, yeah. among you. i'm here to help yeah you. So that should be a faith in it that our government can reflect that it's some but anyhow that's that's politics for you so finances right now I'm uh, talking about money uh, it's on everybody's mind right now that you know there's thirty three million dollars mm-hmm. and that's huge that's gonna that's gonna make our economy so what can people start doing now I think you know what I when I talk to my clients um, I usually tell folks when it comes to money you know, there's two ways of looking at it really either you could increase your income or you can start looking at ways of decreasing your expenses.
1: yeah that's good, really.
0: right you know because it's assets and liability one of the yeah. and I invite everybody on, on the call and on the video to read I read maybe 20 years ago you know, that kind of really changed my mind and money uh, is a Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki.
1: Oh, good book. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Like really? Yeah. You, know, coming in, you know, you're know, you Filipino. I'm Mexicano, Latino. And, yeah. uh, we, we, you know, whether we know this or not, we have what is called a financial DNA. I remember that, yeah. By that, it's it's we inherit and it's not... It's not biological. It's what we inherit from our parents and our loved ones and our family. As to how we money.
1: Yeah, like the like the 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 story about it. The story
0: about it. The the paradigm on you know money. Yeah, is, having money is bad. You you can't be greedy. Yeah, You're good. Uh, you know, you need to you need to be you know you can't fight for your rights. There are just certain belief systems that you know your parents, our parents, our grandparents had that um, you know are either good or bad. And I noticed that with my kids and my wife, we have two different ways of looking at money. And um, she's the saver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We have this more of the spender which is unfortunate but I spend things on things that we need like tools and things around the house but she tried to save a lot and, and, and it shows because she's got a better savings account than I do and and then I, I wonder what our kids are picking up right so mm,
1: yeah that's a, that's an important thing yeah
0: for everybody on the call here is to think about what is your financial DNA and one way to think about this is when you and you're about to buy something. The question is, do I need it or do I want it? Mm. And if you fall into more of the I want it, uh, you know, I'm gonna buy that newest iPhone just because I want it, not that I need it, yeah, then I then you you you, you have a financial DNA that kind of encourages you to spend more, mm,
1: yeah. I mean, for me lately, how about you? How do you feel like, like, the, when I there, I prefer I hate buying unnecessary shit, which is why I like uh, my wardrobe is like old and uh i prefer like thrift stores and shit like that but even even when it comes to things i need i think that would help better m- my services like an, an updated camera even then it takes years for me to even make year not years months to make a decision to even buy it okay so that's
0: part of your, your financial dna yeah it, it, it's it's an and it actually may be a negative thing because it's kind of like making you think twice and you're using up a lot of energy on what could be an investment versus an expenditure
1: yeah that's the thing like right now i mean even though like uh, a lot of people are in quarantine and like he- yeah i, I hesitate because i always go to this thing like is the thing i'm using right now still doing the job right. yeah but i also know but the increased quality you know will obviously help with clients and obviously help with my editing right yeah but yeah because I, I know like let's take this example. Not-
0: perfect perfect example and i know where you're struggling you yeah. know, and i do the same so, and we spend a lot of energy on that and actually you know just hearing what you're saying, then you're probably in the right, better space right now, where by by he- hemming and hawing. So to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what you're doing is you're really you're really dictating, or rather, asking yourself, do I, do I need it or do I want it? And it sounds more of a want to make the, the video a higher quality, but can you get away with what you got right now?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking.
0: Now, if if, if, if it came like, hey, if I buy this camera, that's gonna cost an extra $100, $200, you know, to buy this camera.
1: Oh no, these cameras are like the camera. Will,
0: will it help that's me $200, $200, $500 uh, business opportunity? Yeah. Can't really. Equate that to two, like okay, if I buy two hundred dollars and it's going to put me in a position to get double or triple that return on my investment, mm-hmm. then then you shouldn't get it, right? Yeah, because then, then you stick with what, what's working, yeah, right? And it, and it's not going to help you. So again, it's all about like uh, asset versus liability. If people think that buying a house is an asset, Robert Kiyosaki in his book says it's actually a liability. Oh
1: yeah, that's a, that's very super controversial. With a lot of people saying that too. Like,
0: and, and I agree with them on some level. Because as a homeowner, you know and you're 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 not you're paying for the price of the house, but if you get a mortgage or not, you're actually paying for triple the price of the house. Mm. Interest over thirty years, you're about double the triple. Um, and then plus the expenses that you have to put into the house and so forth. The good news is you're developing equity over time. Yeah. equity is different between what you owe and what what it's worth, or you can sell it and so forth like that. So so there's that conversation between. So you if you're gonna buy a house, you need to think about how much I'm gonna invest in it. Yeah. It up, right. So that that's. That's the, the thing you need to be careful on is how much, like when I do a remodel on my house, do I start remodeling rooms that are not going to actually increase the value of the house? Like uh, contractors will want to develop the entire house. We develop the entire house. But investors will say, you know, I'm just going to spend the money on the parts that are going to make the house better. The kitchen, the bathroom, the, the yards. Mm. And, and they, they use their money wisely. And just those, those three pieces, three parts are going to actually increase the value of the house more than the den more than mm. the dining room, because uh, those are the ones where people sp- spend the most time. And when you walk in, you see a beautiful kitchen, man, that's that's gonna increase the value dramatically. So it's being smart with your money. Mm. Right? That's my message is if you're gonna make expenses in your life, be smart with it. Is it, is it gonna be a liability? Or is it gonna be an asset? Mm. And, Want it or do you need it? Um, I just bought my son a um, iPhone Seven to the SE.
1: <laughs> Goddamn! I struggled.
0: I struggled with it because I was like, do I, Does he really need it or does he want it?" And he didn't really like bug me. He kind of mentioned it, and at the same time, he just graduated, so it's kind of a grad. He's like, a, he There's a little uh, present for him, but I also know, being a little techie, and you're a techie, the iPhone Seven has got a has got maybe a one or two year shelf life yeah. of updates. Yeah, and now. The this can last another four years. Plus, here's where I was smart. I went into T-Mobile and I was looking around for the best deal. Mm-hmm. So you know the phone cost me $200. The trade-in is $200. I mean, $400. So $400 for the phone, trade-in was $200. The best trade-in I can get on T-Mobile. So really the phone cost me only $200. Dang,
1: that's a nice come-up. <laughs>
0: Apple, and they're only going to give me a hundred bucks for it. So you got to do a little shopping around. Yeah.
1: For for people who are, like I'd say students, low income, people are struggling with, with their own finances. They're trying to get by. Like what? I guess what, some basic financial tips on that end or like because you, you brought up like you can either cut or you can either start earning more so what do you, what are the things you think well the first
0: part you have to do is cut mm. uh, to earn more that means you Either gotta gotta work harder, work more, maybe get a side hustle. Mm-hmm. And I actually think this time period, even though um, we're in the shutdown and and lockdown, and uh, the economy doesn't look too good, I, I believe in America. Mm-hmm. I, I think in a six months from now, a year from now, we're gonna we're gonna bounce back, and we're, there's gonna be new opportunities. So this could be an opportunity for people to start buckling down and picking up new skills and learning stuff. Yeah, uh, just really uh, positioning themselves for new markets that are gonna be opening up in the future. And I, I actually think there's is a great opportunity there's gonna be a lot of pain for the next year
1: yeah I mean I think that's um I mean skills pay the bills so I, I think accumulating skills are gonna help you get high and more, more hireable in my opinion and then also like um, 2008 oh god I remember graduating and then my last day of school uh, it was on my last day of school was on my birthday <laughs> the all my teachers were saying good luck finding a job because the economy crashed <laughs> <laughs> so, it, but within that whole time frame of like, I still got hired. Like, thankfully, like it was just like, you know, just That's being relentless. It's
0: It's here when you're graduating. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like, you graduate when the economy crashes and you're afraid that you're not going to, like, you know, you think worst case scenario, you're going to, it's going to be like the Great Depression or all things like that. Uh, but I was relentless in trying to find work. Yeah. I was, I just looked for work. But also it, within that time period of like 2008 and on, that's when Uber, Facebook, and all these social medias came in. So like in my head, like even though it's going to be a hard, who knows who's creating the next solution for the next gener- next generation. Once things, you know, we have a bull market again. So things are good. And then people can, you know, things quote unquote get back to normal. It sucked. I mean, I, and, and that varies in, in so many different ways from like being inconvenienced to being in a really shitty spot and I, I can empathize with that but i think also the best thing you can do is focus on what we have control over and just improve ourselves and try to maybe you know for me the first thing i thought i thought of because i'm super like online is like this can be an opportunity for people to start building their online brand start do online courses and but that and it doesn't have to look a certain way like it, there's so many people are doing like zoom tutorials and in me in the dance space everyone's doing zoom classes now uh and then still you know uh, getting some money from that So I'm not saying it's like better than teaching at a dance studio there's an opportunity like every problem there's an opportunity to solve it but I'll I, I like that term
0: uh, skills uh, pay bills you know that's really cool one of the things that I was doing the other day is uh, I don't have a CRM my brain is not working I would be able to remember stuff and uh, client names and so forth and dates but they're just <laughs> around now I'm starting to forget things so I'm like dang I, I just need to get a CRM so I, I kind of looked at HubSpot CRMs because it's free yeah
1: I think that's pretty good
0: we're paying like 100 bucks a month and I can't afford that you know people think financial advisors make a lot of money we don't make money I mean some do the wall Street guys us we make them enough to pay the bills right and mm-hmm. things are tough for me too so I'm, I'm in the boat with a lot of money. but um so the HubSpot CRM is free and I'm going to get onto it. And one thing I I looked and I clicked on a little link HubSpot CRM has like 40 hours of free training on uh, social media and how to do landing pages and and so forth. And I'm thinking, wow, this is amazing. I don't have the time for that, but, and I'm a little, you know, I don't have the skills for that, but if anybody out there uh, wants to learn how to help businesses and get into that market and teach people how to do HubSpot and set up their CRM for their businesses, take those free courses, Yeah, what?
1: they're all... YouTube every year. Take
0: your time it does take time it was about 40 hours so that's a week so you you you're off of work treat that as a job like a heart attack treat it like a heart attack hey man I, I, I gotta build my skills for the next round and uh, so I, the reason why I was I thought about that too because I did talk to this one gentleman a week earlier he was kind of considering being a client but he wants to get into like not social media but help um, auto business he came from the auto industry yeah he's a little older but he's really fascinated with having the technology and how to help other auto auto dealers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go into, into today's technology.
1: Ah, maybe perhaps go into e-commerce maybe.
0: E-commerce a little bit and how to use text messaging and websites and landing pages. And, cause auto, oh, yeah.
1: That's all digital marketing.
0: Auto sales is changing dramatically as well. So he knows he knows the industry yeah. and, and he sees the value of, of bringing the technology to, to other dealers. And he wants to learn that. And that's when I kind of told him, hey, look at HubSpot. He actually took a look at it. He, he I mean mean, an email. So mm. I get that he's committed. Yeah. He sees the, the potential of him reinventing himself and going to auto dealers instead of just being a salesperson then we can help business owners there become a, a niche there. So so that's one thing you know I would tell folks use, use, use this time to build skills and, and that would would, say, would put you in a position to, to grow in the future because yeah, Netflix is fine. you know hanging out watching videos, being on Facebook and social media is fine, but you gotta invest in yourself. And if you don't, you know you're not going to be ready. And I'll tell you this, there's somebody out there that's doing it and they're gonna be in a better position to take advantage of the rebound because in, in all of American history, we've had our ups and downs, more ups. And all I can tell you is if there's a contraction there's an expansion following that
1: yeah i think that's one of the things like yeah. these conversations with you like when we talked um when we talked about like the crash and you all, you, you, always kept saying the, on, the, the economy always bounces back like yeah. and, and i was like that's where like when things started going to like the stay-at-home order started coming and i, I felt like okay this is happening and then i saw like a collapse happening I'm like okay this is like yeah for, for me where people some people like kind of started freaking out i saw like okay this is an opportunity for me to start like really buckling down on on certain things like obviously take care make sure my, my clients are taken care of but also like this is like now that I don't have to do certain uh, items that require me to leave the house. <laughs> um, I've been focused on a lot of things that have been. Yeah, I think I've been focused on things that have been. I think are going to be helping me in the long term because now now that I have some extra time, I've been using the extra time to help build my own personal stuff that I know that I I can leverage in the future. Like videos like this.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's it's one you learn. You, you we can always pick up nuggets from each other, and I think communication and sharing is is huge. I mean, I you know I grew up in a different time we didn't have youtube we didn't have instagram and i just discovered tiktok uh, uh, like last
1: week. <laughs> yeah it's the it is i'm i've been telling
0: like, i was, what is this? I was it,
1: telling people about it like uh a year a year and a half ago and uh I've, i got into some arguments about tiktok and they're like instagram is wh- where it needs to be right now that's what people are telling me and in my head i'm like watching a year where I, it's at
0: enjoy tiktok i don't care for Instagram I, that's me because I don't get Instagram and maybe it's just my generation or whatever
1: mindset well it, it it's like it's different because these social media platforms evolve over time as the users come in like uh, Instagram used to be a, a social media platform for photographers people putting like or or want to be photographers where they have like throw filters on there now it's like a friggin a place where people share inspirational quotes or ask pictures you know? <laughs> that's 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 what what it's evolved into and that and same thing with TikTok right now I was, I was having this discussion with someone last night. Like they have right now, it's a literally a goldmine for anyone who joins because there's no, I guess, rule or meta of how it's supposed to be. Like, oh, you're only supposed to post aesthetically looking videos. Like half most of the things are on there are like are super low quality videos, but okay. it still does well. And it's like it, it it's really open market. Like right now, like you can post whatever you want and still grow. And that's where it is. Right, I think that's gonna in terms of TikTok, that's where it's gonna be for the next year and a half or two years now, until it becomes. Yeah.
0: Financial advisor, I would say. Um, it's great it's good you know good relief and good fun and so forth I'm not sure quite and maybe you can answer this later or something like that how it's monetized right how do you monetize it and make it into a business if you can that's why I think people should think in the future is to okay it's great to start being a part of a platform you hit on something a little while ago fascinating and it, you didn't say it directly but I would say it you're part of a net mm. so what do I mean by that so back in the 30s and the 20s when they invented the car you know, the Model T in the early 1900s. So somebody invented the car, right? But there were some really smart people that built a network around the car. They started selling auto parts, started selling tires, started selling windshield wipers, mm. and so they, and then, you know headlights and so forth. And then you've got the, the dealers that were repairing the cars, the outside. So they built around that. The cell phone, when the cell phone came out, you didn't have to invent the cell phone, but if you started selling accessories to the cell phone, those people made a killing, right? They were, mm, uh, yeah, and so forth. Now, now it's flooded, and it's 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 uh, new technologies coming in, or what the new market is coming in, and how can you plug yourself into
1: that. Uh, There's like first to answer your question in terms of monetizing the audience for a a financial advisor for anyone. The first thing in terms of monetizing your audience is like the basic thing a lot of people do is sell merchandise. Because there's no like obviously with TikTok or any social platform, once you have a sizable audience, like what do you do with it? Because you can't just be like, cool, I have this amount of followers. So what do you do with it? Either you, uh, the basic one is sell merch because they, you know, like how Michael Jordan, that's like how a lot of people and uh, a lot of athletes do. They have their own merchandise to get, but as a influencer, you would get majority of the profit, assuming that you get a good deal with any uh, company that produces the clothing or you self-produce it. So you get, in that case, you probably take a good chunk of the money uh, minus the expenses. Uh, but also there's also, if you're some someone selling a service, that's where you can con- try, aim to convert and have them email you uh, and connect with you for your services. And uh, the next one is sponsorship. So you can, you can sponsor, get sponsored by people like, uh, like restreamed, offering that sponsor, sponsor or NordVPN is a uh, popular one. But yeah, those are three ways I think people can monetize their audience. So merchandise, sponsorships, uh, or sell your services.
0: I I, I agree. I guess part of it is like uh, someone eventually has to build up a list of followers, right? So what?
1: Yeah, I think that's a lot of people, uh, the mistake of a lot of people when they go on social media or some of the small businesses that I've worked with. They think that once you're on social media, they immediately try to go for the transaction without building the platform. They don't know who you are So it's like, it's almost like trying to try to go for the phone number within the first one second you meet someone. Right.
0: Uh, you got to build a relationship build credibility and and uh just get like you said get a following so and it takes a different tech, a unique kind of personality to do that right and and don't just post one time and expect the following you know creative you got to take some time yeah it, that's how people are there they they got that skill and they're just there they're pounding away and producing videos and money or experience or whatever
1: uh to go, get back onto the thing you're talking about like building things around the thing <laughs> drop shipping is one way to go about it like you know some people who um I've been hearing back and forth of how lucrative dropshipping is, but uh, you can sell like hat mittens to cat lovers or people who love their phones, create a certain custom design or people or VR. I think, I don't know, next 20 years, we might be going into VR. I haven't really seen any standout games or standout apps on it. But, you know, whatever the next thing is, how can you write the, the feature of that? I think... F- Facebook, for example, I think in the early late in the late two thousands, they when they opened up for other people for coding, they it became popular because people were making vi- uh, video games or games on yeah. Facebook, like Farmville and all that stuff. And I
0: kept on getting invited to that. What the
1: heck
0: is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it made a after a while because I, I don't think it was designed as well. Whoever was designed it, but there are people hooked on that, so, on those games, and I think that's where like my son is uh, going to UC Berkeley, so he's great. With oh, no. He's great with computer coding and he wants to be a computer scientist, computer engineer and uh, pick Berkeley because it's right near Silicon Valley. And he got
1: it. Yeah, it's all, yeah. So he's going to be going to, uh, is, he, is he planning on working with a, a tech company?
0: He wants to. That's what the, the thing is. I, so my son is in, in a different space because uh, I've asked him, you know, and I, I would tell everybody here, um, are you going to be part of a, a system or mm-hmm. going to be around the network? So in other words, what I mean by that, you can be just like kind of an employee plugged into it and just be managed or you can help create uh, opportunities around that system so I've been trying to figure out is my son going to be the next not my next Mark Zuckerberg but will he be part of a team that's going to do a startup mm. and I go I, I kept on saying hey son think about that I, you know there's opportunities out there for you to you know maybe start something and I think he's more of the like no no I just want to be a part of it uh, yeah if that happens great but I, I wouldn't mind him going, joining a Microsoft or a
1: Google ah okay yeah that's good Like because uh
0: think think of what do you want to just be a nurse or do you want to be a, a person in the medical industry
1: yeah because either they either want to be a number one or they're okay with being a number three four five or just
0: you're one. just a, uh just you're you're a tool or rather a tool maker yeah because i you know sometimes you get that skill that like this guy i was telling about earlier like that's why i have a lot of respect for him he, he worked in the auto industry for a while and you know he's getting a little burned out he's a little older he's like i want to learn how to help other businesses be successful whether he does that as a side job or works within a company and helps that business grow so the future i think is not only for employees but also entrepreneurs employees you know the the old days of just you know checking in work and checking out is okay i mean it's gonna it's gonna help you but there's no job security in that businesses are falling you can see just like right now so many businesses are collapsing like Overnight. I know. How can you not just be an employee, but how can you help that business?
1: Like a lot of work has has been changed into like remote work now and there, are a lot of businesses that are also seeing that things can get done without having to be in the office. People can just do Zoom meetings. People can just do work in front of the computer at the comfort of their own home. How do you think this is going to like change the whole way businesses are run? It's going
0: gonna, it's gonna to have a huge impact and I don't think it's actually for the better. Mm. Um, it, it is going to allow things to go remotely and it depends on the culture of the, the company. Yeah. One of the things that's going to happen is uh, it's got a pros and cons. One, a lot of commercial business owners are no longer going to be able to rent out space. So, mm. $10,000 a month for my, my 20, 30 employees when they can go stay at home and I don't, I don't have the overhead of having to pay for a a 10,000 square foot office, you know? Yeah, you see,
1: oh, it's gonna affect the commercial business.
0: Real estate is gonna start being affected because businesses are gonna say, hmm, I can save stuff and everybody telecommutes. Yeah,
1: I mean, Vision Paradox is all, everyone can telecommute since I've just been working here. Yeah, so. exactly,
0: so, and, and that's, you know, it's a smart way of doing things, right? At some point, and like, when I started my, my company, I, I, I worked, uh, first I worked for another agency and I rented a little office space from them and then I, I didn't like what they were doing, they were doing some unethical stuff, so I moved out, created my own company. Mm. And um, I was gonna just do my own thing, and I had my assistant with me. And all of a sudden, agents wanted to join us, so. I actually converted my garage into my office what I drywalled it you know I have I built three houses in the past I drywalled it insulated got it all going got carpeting and uh, we had a pretty nice office but at some point it got so big it got too busy we just had to rent it off but I, you get to that point where sometimes you have to go now my office space is too big for me now mm. uh, because a lot, do, I do a lot of zoom meetings now yeah what, what do I need to do is I need to I need to start thinking out of the box and in, instead of just having that office the space empty maybe I, I look at working with uh, tax accountants and maybe suddenly some space so we can work together in, in unison mm and so forth because now a lot of people are mobile right so who who could i partner up with that can use some space so going back to the question about telecommute so one is is, is a real estate industry commercial industry i think is going to have a big hit we don't need to go we don't need to rent space anymore but also i think productivity is probably going to go down because the reality is it's hard to do things online now and, and you get distracted by it. the refrigerator by the you gotta have a really good discipline uh to to work at That's your home, you know full-time yeah, but uh, I sometimes don't. I could do good for two, three days, but after the fourth day, my mind starts wandering of things to do.
1: It, for, I'm not gonna lie. The first year, year and a half of me working remote at home, it's it's easy to be distracted uh, because you're not in the environment of work. You're at home, or mentally, you're you're in a space of comfort, and there's TV. Oh, I'm gonna get a snack. Oh. If you're a parent, uh, or, you, or you're with a significant other, you can hang out with them, get distracted, or hang out with your kids, play a video game. There's so many distractions that require, really require a lot of discipline to get yourself into a routine. And I think that's what part, a lot of people, for lose when they start start working remotely is that there's a routine that they get into. You know, they get up, get their make their coffee, get their bagel, drive to work, sit, to, sit there for an hour and a half, get in the office, say hi to the gym, then sit in their cubicle or wherever their office and start working. There's that, that routine that they're so used to, but now everything has been disrupted. Their mind has like no idea how to kind of set them up for that work mode. It really does take a lot of focus and uh, discipline to make it into a habit where you have a routine, that sets you up to focus to be able to get the work you need to get done there's, there's several things that two things actually that come into mind Like, because one i've i know someone that's working remotely but their company doesn't know the boundaries of when to stop messaging like after like they're still messaging after like five or after six or after seven and then also i think it also working remotely also shows the but the possibility of being able to work and still get shit done but not necessarily it doesn't necessarily have to look like eight hours it still gets done
0: yeah but that's the challenge too as a business owner you know yeah. the, the challenge is is my, my staff being productive mm. um, and how can I gauge that how can I challenge that and I think there's some potential improved productivity and I think it's minimal yeah. compared to the potential loss of productivity because there's something to be said that you know if we're all in the same building together it, it, we're synergy there's more synergy can yeah turn over hey Bob I need help with this, and you go the copier and stuff. There's a little bit more. Um, you go home. You can't have a copier with the stapler and the sorter at the, ho- at the house, right? And, yeah. And you don't have a color copier. You have got a black and white. Now I got a fact. I got to email it and have somebody do it. It Depends on your operation of your business. Yeah. Take a little longer, and you just you're less efficient. Yeah. So I think the challenge then is the companies how they do that. But here's the opportunity for for employees that are out there: is you make your, have greater communication with your business owner or your company or your HR, so that you know you. They know that you're committed and you're trying to figure out a way to be efficient because if you're just like oh I'll check in and they don't even know you're checking in or not and you're going to do your work and you know maybe you do six hours instead of eight hours and uh, they they're starting to wonder yeah the first one they let go after a while right you know they might have to say well this isn't working out we're losing business and where we thought that this could work out and efficiency is dying down we're not getting the number of sales we were getting in the past and I still have 20 employees I'm gonna have to let somebody go and the one yeah. that's coming up with ideas participating, pecking in um, is probably going to not survive that. That uh, new future, because there are some changes they're going to be making. It's going to hurt. So yeah,
1: got- I, my whole company, like we all work remotely. We do like the month. we our our form of communication is through Signal. So that's a private uh, messaging software that I can use on the computer. But we also do we t- uh, we have weekly Scrum meetings. So where everyone is checking. It's like it's a, it, and we use project management tools. So I, I can track where everyone is at. We have like a we have like a whole system of how project management and so and communication with the clients. Yeah. And also I also think it'll de- it depends on the end. Because, like, a lot of the stuff we do is just all virtual. We just need. Clients we need just need to see it like, boom, boom, boom. Is this video looking good? Is this social media post looking good? Uh, yeah. And then the, we just see like, is the client happy with the video? Good. Is the client happy with the post? Good. Did they grow X amount of followers this month? Good. Like did they cut this, this ad convert? Good. But a lot of it is like, we need the quick communication. We just like, we, uh, time zones are a huge thing for us. And some, a lot of us work in in uh, different time zones. But so, so I
0: said something earlier that I want to recap again. though so what ways... Everybody on the call, you know, survive going forward. Um, Financially, one way is obviously increasing money, as I mentioned, one. The other one is cutting costs. So, like, we all know in today's environment, people got to buy that Starbucks coffee. So now they've they've kind of really shut down now mobile. So that's actually kind of a good thing. Maybe it's getting people to not think buying Buy that five dollar espresso every day.
1: Wait, Starbucks is closed right now.
0: Well, some of them are. They actually okay, shut down. Good. the one on across the street did shut down. Now they've opened up again for mobile only. Mm. It's a mobile order. They'll come to the door and they'll serve it to you. But it's just uh, but, but uh, the message is you know this this time when everybody's locked down we're probably spending less so we're gonna probably hopefully get in the saving more and be more mindful of what we spend on and so forth. And I know that's going to hurt some industries uh that enjoyed you spending your money, but really cash is king in in, finan- in financial services. Mark Cuban says that all the time is if you can save more money, that is one lesson that lesson that our grandparents, maybe not our parents, remember we're talking about financial DNA that our grandparents did that our parents maybe not did so well is save. Always try to save 5, 10% of their money. That's why grandma always had $10,000, $20,000 and $100,000 in their savings account. Yeah. And, uh, but mom and dad, no, they're $10,000 in, in credit card. So so we were picking up the habits from the wrong generation. But someone said this thing, and I really liked the, the analogy. You know, if you ever played uh, chess, you've got your king and your queen, you've got your pawns, and you've got all, all your, your stuff – your money is like a chess game the opposite team your opposition is is are the starbucks of the world the uh, people that are trying to get you to buy this and buy that you know spend and get the new iphone and get this and that spend stuff on things that you don't need but you just kind of society and the marketing and all the commercials have told you you want you need to have this to look good and you got to buy this stuff and and yeah we got sucked into that commercial consumer um, and that's why amazon's so good now right convenience and you can click here and buy anything and put add 20 things on your chart your cart I'm sorry and uh and I find myself doing that too as well so you know you gotta watch out for that so now here's the game the game is a chess game so what, once your king and your queen is your, your you know your your household you've got the the pawn the the other enemy is out there and they're gonna start eating your pawns mm-hmm. and your pawns think of it as a single dollar bill and you if you don't save money and they start eating your pawns your king and your queen become vulnerable so by saving money and not spending on stupid stuff you're gonna start multiplying your pawns so you're gonna have these eaters they're gonna come and kill your pawns but the more you multiply the more you multiply the less it's gonna it's gonna protect you as the king and queen so again if you don't have any pawns and you spend all your disposable money you got no savings account you're vulnerable for any any disaster especially like that where people people are $400 away from homelessness Oof. $400 bill from homelessness, and the number one uh, reason for bankruptcy and, and sometimes health related. People are like, Well, I have health insurance. Why is that an issue? Yeah, you have health insurance, but you may have to spend two months off of and you can't work. So, so the mortgage is still coming in, the rent's still coming in. So, like cell phones right now, everybody has to have a cell phone. But do you need to be paying $80 a month to Verizon? There's a service called Mint. Have you heard of it? Mint phone, Mint mobile, Google it. It's $15 a month and you get like uh, five gigabytes of memory. Now, if you're on social media all the time, then maybe you need, but if you really wanted to save money and, and, and uh, stock up your ego and go for mint mm. and pay 15 bucks a month the only ch- the only uh thing is that you put pr- you pay you have to pay three months in advance so it's 45 bucks but you're already paying three months in advance and you, you're saving yourself. that's
1: a huge difference compared to compared to 80 bucks a month and though. you can
0: still use your iphone you can still use your favorite android you just put that little sim card in there and now you're paying 15 bucks a month and and that's that's a huge opportunity to use whatsapp so saving money and and making sure you build up your savings account is huge, I think, uh, and it doesn't have to be a huge savings account, just enough like one or two months of, of expenses to build up and then you'll building that up. It's hard, I know it's hard, but one, one quick way of doing that is really cutting expenses. And just I'll give you an example. My business, we run on documents and files and client documents and I have Dropbox. And because I have a couple of, I have two staff members, I only got one right now. Um, we, I bought this service in Dropbox, it's called Dropbox for Business. Yeah. $5 a month. Uh, I have to pay for three three employees a minimum. I only got two. But I'm, dang it. What, I'm paying for another third employee and I, I don't have that person. So, uh, But I got to get Dropbox business. So in my mind, I have to have this service. I need something. I came across something called P Cloud. And I think I may have sent you a link to that. Oh, yeah. 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 And I'm thinking right now with finances tougher, I got to save money. And I go, one of my big expenses is that $445 a month. Doesn't sound like a lot, but if you multiply that times twelve, how much?
1: That adds up, man.
0: That's almost five hundred and fifty dollars a year. Yeah, you know that's that's not that's not chump change. And um, so I thought, oh my god, I got to look at something different. P Cloud, I can pay one-time service. It's a lifetime service of three hundred and seventy-five dollars, and that's it. There's no monthly fee. There's no annual fee. It's a one-time, and it actually doesn't look as polished as Drop. Uh, Dropbox, but it kind of does the same. I'd rather pay one time three hundred and seventy-five dollars and not an annual fee of six hundred dollars on Dropbox. That's that's the enemy on the chessboard that's taking your dollars away, and and that's where I I need to figure out how to either build more ponds or start saving more money mm-hmm. and that could be the message i can tell folks is just look around there's great opportunities out there to save money um you know turn off the lights use less water don't turn on the ac um full glass every time like i tell my kids now i go once it hits 76 then you can turn on the ac mm-hmm. and uh, you can't you know even seventy-eight sometimes because it gets pretty hot in our house sometimes. But I don't. They want to have it at seventy. No way, Jose. One time it came in at nine hundred bucks. Oh Jesus! For a two-month period, I'm like, oh my! I almost had a heart attack. And it's like, ooh. So yeah. So I was like freaking out. That's it, kids. Yes, it was just ways of saving money. What
1: about people who have some extra cash right now? Like, what would they? What should they do? Like for uh, a good few weeks, I think I saw like the whole stock market and people like starting start trying to buy uh, purchase stocks. Uh, But I also think, like, you know, who knows how long it's going to take to actually recover. What should they do? Should they just keep it cash on hand? Should they just keep it in a savings account? Should they invest?
0: There's different philosophies to that. And that's why, as a fiduciary advisor, I'm not attached to one. I want to see how it applies to, and and, and I think I mentioned this in the beginning, there's, there's, you got your mutual fund companies out there that stock, sell stock. And, uh you got your fiduciary advisor we don't make a commission we charge a flat fee so what how is that different so you got these mutual fund companies that that they try to sell you the more expensive products and they make commission based on what they sell you with fiduciary advisors we we charge a flat fee so whether you want you know this stock or that stock or this stock it doesn't really matter we're not going to push any stock we're going to do it right yeah we'll do individual stocks as fiduciary advisors that's more of a what's called a stock you know day trader mm-hmm. and uh that's a little risky so there the philosophy is if you want to you have money first you want to build like a good six months of, of reserve in cash but try to get a high you don't go to the chase bank and A and get 0.1 you can get one percent or 1.2 percent in county bank or other online banks, they're just, they're FDIC insured. So you're going to get 10% more interest than you will at your savings account. So if you're getting 0.1%, don't do that. Just put your money somewhere else.
1: So the, the high-yield savings?
0: High-yield savings. Okay. Find those online, Capital One, Ali Bank. Uh, I use Betterment, and my clients have a Betterment account. It's not, wow. it's not as good as that, but it's, a, it's an FDIC online bank. So be smart about your money, right? So put it in places where it's going to earn more. Now, for those that have more than their... Emerging savings account three to six months of uh, and you want to invest that then yes then you can I would say look at look at uh, opportunities in the market now some people are saying well maybe not the time to go into the stock market and there's there's truth to that because I still think the market has room to drop um and but it's gonna bounce back yeah you cannot time the market that it's gonna you know, hey, I think it's going to in November. It's going to hit rock bottom. Then I should go in on November second. Yeah, really, no way. People have you know much more money and talents and so forth. Can't even time it right. Those people that get into the market and even now, I think will will bounce back. Now, if you get now and it drops, it's going to take you a little while longer to bounce back. But eventually, you're going to you're going to probably exceed what you've invested early on. So I would say stick with good, solid index investing. Mm. There's index investing is 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 a portfolio of ex- established companies. There's the S&P 500. So when you see the news, the Dow Jones, the S&P 500, those are index investings and they're ETFs versus mutual funds. So Mm -hmm. yeah, there's ways of investing in the market that I think in the long run will probably, uh, you're going to see a correction and you're going to see a bounce back, but you have to have the stomach for it. If you don't have the stomach for those ups and downs, you'll need to be in the market. That goes against my own advice because I want you, you know, if you want to hire me as your advisor, I can be your advisor in the market. But I, I would tell you that if you, if you don't have the stomach for the market, there's no need to do it. If you have a 401k at work, it's got to be in the stock market. Put money in there. Put mm. money in there. Now, if you don't want to be risky, then put it as a conservative investment. But you've got to start saving and investing. And eventually, it'll compound and grow uh, better to what just not putting anything at all. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like my, my message is that there's ways of saving, but look for a higher interest, um, make sure you have a reserve at three to six months and anything above that, then you can start getting a little more aggressive. Now, real estate still a good thing to do. But if you're going to be remember I mentioned earlier, it's a liability. I think in one year from now, real estate is going to kind of drop because people are going to be. Their homes. Yeah, sure. I think. Well, the government's coming through with, you know, unemployment and $600 extra. They're helping a lot. You're getting the stimulus checks. There's going to be some more probably coming down the road. You know what? The government's going to go into deep debt. (laughs) And uh, that's okay. Because you know what, we we're gonna have to get ourselves out of this in the future. Um, and but taxes are gonna go up at some point. People don't believe in taxes. You know, I want to pay no taxes, but man, we've got roads, we got sewers, we got parks, we got libraries, we got schools. All those things that you you know even the conservatives that hate taxes, you know, yeah. But what about that road that you that freeway that you drove on? Who paid for yeah. it? You know that you know people say I I made my business you know uh, myself no you didn't, you didn't <laughs> it, that the government sponsored you uh you you use the technology that we, the government helped provide that we as all taxpayers you the police department the, the intellectual um intellectual protection of you know, patents and so forth. There's so much that you, as a business owner, need to be grateful for that we have here in the U.S. That if you had a great idea in another country, you know, the, the oligarchs over there can steal it, right? And yeah. come here, no, you 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 can be the next future uh, Mark Zuckerberg or somebody here. Here, so that's that's where I, I tell folks. You know what? Don't 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 hate taxes. Um, you know, be a smart business person and try to you know do what you need to do to minimize your tax liabilities. But know that when you pay that it's because if you're paying more in taxes, that means you're making more money, right? Now.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's a good thing, right? Um, so definitely appreciate taxes, because you're getting we're getting a lot out of it uh, in return, but things are really tough now. But yeah, that's, that's it in nutshell. So I would just say people, you know, be smart, get some more skills, uh, don't let others take take your money away, build up a reserve to protect your, your your king and your queen. And think about do I need it or want it? And is it? Is it going to make me money or save me money in the future by making this investment? So yeah. I, any other questions? Because I think we've covered a lot already.
1: I think, yeah, we, we, we covered plenty. Uh, I think I'm good right now. If if, if I get any follow up questions after this, this video, I'll let you know. Maybe, maybe we'll make a part two. And,
0: and, and the future is like, um, is like what's going to come out of this? Like, I think a whole new industry is going to come out of this whole. Um,
1: That's what I think too. Okay, I'm like,
0: this whole social distancing and so forth like that. Like right now, um, I have some agency. agents. Agents that do presentations to clients in the county and the city. They do enrollments for um, employee benefits. Mm And nowadays, with the social distancing and all that stuff, we're talking about, because we would we would sit right in front of somebody and do a presentation, and then, you know, now we have to do six feet. So they're like, well, what do we do? So I was I went online, I go, there's got to be a solution to this. And there's kind of a solution to it, but it's not really there for salespeople that have to see somebody in person. Yeah, What it is, is because they have to enter data and so forth. So there's like a, a keyboard I saw on Amazon. It's a built-in keyboard with a little mouse pad on it. So... You would you you would give that to the client, and then you would have an external monitor. These external monitors are huge, but I saw one that's like for ninety five dollars. It's really small, and it plugs into a USB into your laptop. So I could be with my laptop here, and six feet away, my client can see my presentation and have an external uh, wireless keyboard. Yeah. in their part. So I go, ooh, that that could spawn a whole new. Um, technology of helping sales be able to present whatever they have wirelessly six feet away yeah and they, create a whole new product or something like that
1: yeah i think there's going to be definitely um whatever problem that that's that's coming up right now if there's that someone does everything to come up with a solution movie theaters
0: i'm thinking of, i love movie theaters I, I miss going to the movie theaters
1: they're, they're the whole they might be bringing back driving
0: they might be bringing exactly or if they do movie theaters um I could see myself, like, you know, I'm a little entrepreneur. So I'm thinking, well, how do they do these seats now? They might actually have, like, they can't have every seat six feet apart. Private little booths, maybe. But maybe the seats are slideable. So you can have a family of four. Oh, that's cool. The next family of four are a little bit apart, right? So you slide them. And then you've got little uh, soap bars at every location,
1: and, and <laughs> hand you know, sanitizer and everything.
0: Wait a minute, because because I was like, wow, well, if they put every seat six feet apart, then all families are going to be broken up. So how can you keep families together? Well, maybe the parents just might yeah. not chairs together or something like that. Yeah. And I go, oh, okay, there's going to be something changing, and, and somebody in the audience right now listening to us could be part of that new.
1: Yeah, like definitely. I think one, just my speculation. I think I think there's going to be definitely someone making some sort of improvement that helps. That benefits the medical field and that might not be a doctor but it just has a different perspective. Right, right,
0: right. There's, there's so many huge opportunities here. And I think um, someone once said that uh, the number one reason why dreams fail is because of. Yeah, and not knowing, and sometimes you just, gotta, you just gotta try. And if you have an idea, talk to someone, do some research, talk to someone who's did it. I mean, I I, I told you about my my patent, yeah, a patent for a shower funnel. Um, it's and if all goes well with my patent, I'm hoping to start manufacturing this summer to start selling it in December. Never done anything like this before in my life.
1: I feel like it's gonna be like relevant. Like, a super useful right now since special people are trying to, like, really trying to save money.
0: And, and, and my, I've heard people that are taking, like, you know, showers every day, maybe two a day because they, you know, they want to feel comfortable and they're just stuck at home and they just take one or two showers. So, so going to that network concept, and I mean, it could be a whole new meeting about how to invent something. I'm taking my shower funnel idea to make it into a network. So it's not just going to be the shower funnel, but I'm looking at building a toilet and taking that same concept. I already have a, a concept of uh, the sink. You know, when we go to wash dishes. Yeah. Oh, wow water and we'll wait a wait, uh, a minute or two for it to turn hot before they start washing the dishes. So that's all good water. So I figured out a way how to recapture that.
1: Oh wow. Damn we're already expanding the ecosystem of your product.
0: Trying to think there's a network to this. I can't just build one product. How can I build the network around this? Yeah. And uh, so I'm already thinking out of the box now. So it's not just a product, it's a company. But yeah, and we got lots to talk about. So I'm gonna talk more about this in the future. And in the meantime, man, uh, wish everybody safe health and prosperity and know that and yes these are dark times but things are going to bounce back and i believe in america i hope you do too Uh, but america is comprised of the believers right and people like you that are believing in in others and promoting them and helping them become successful reaching their dream uh that's 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 what makes america go go up and up and up and it does have its ups and downs and politically we're divided like unfortunately
1: (laughs) that's kind of crazy (laughs) yeah
0: not going to get any. I think it'll calm down after the next election.
1: Mm, oh, that's a conversation itself. So where can people uh, connect with you uh, to know more about
0: you? So, um, My office number is 626-441-2284. Or you can email me at alvin at strategicchoices.com. Um, or look me up online and just say Alvin Para A-L-V-I-N-P-E-R-R-A. And I, I I help people again with investments, with life insurance, health insurance, Medicare, long-term care, or just call me send me an email if you have a question and uh, i generally try to reply within the same day if someone my philosophy is someone took the time to call me you know and if it was that important to them i'm going to take the time to call them back even if they never become a client mm. and answer that question uh, sometimes i'm really busy so i may not be able to spend a lot of time but I, I think i can try to answer your question good i'm also expanding into doing a simple living trust for families so that's you know if you own a home you definitely need to live in trust and uh most people who have gone to attorneys, they usually charge two to $3,000. We're, we're like uh, one fifth that price. So we're, we're between three to $600, depending on the service. And uh, we do it. It's the same software used by attorneys. So we're expanding there to be more of a full service financial services firm. So we think of ourselves as a one-stop shop. Mm, Good one. We don't do car insurance. We don't do uh, business insurance. Again, if it doesn't have a pulse, we don't insure it.
1: (laughs) If it doesn't have a pulse, we don't insure it. (laughs) That's the slogan right there. All right, cool. So I'm going to wrap it up here. So that's about it, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure you hit up Alvin if you've got to get any questions. Check out his website everywhere and hit him up. Okay. Uh, that's it for today. Just so
0: go to YouTube and, and Google my name, Alvin Para. Many of those YouTube uh, videos were, were made by uh, yours truly here. Oh, how.
1: yeah. Uh, strategic Choices with Alvin Para. Check it out. We
0: got to get back to doing those videos when everything starts settling down and, and so forth. And when, you know, the office starts doing a little
1: better. I think the topics we were talking about were super on point. And, like, uh, that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, hope you guys enjoyed this uh, episode of Vision Paradox TV, MRI TV, wherever you guys are listening to this. Um, have an amazing day. Take care of yourselves. Uh, If you like this content, make sure you hit like, subscribe, share this with friends who you think might
0: benefit from it. Love you guys. Stay safe. And I'll see you guys next time. Peace.